0: Listen. How's the day treating you, Holmes?
2: Pretty good actually. Pretty good. Well, I'm actually in kind of a good mood today. I wonder why that not. is.
0: What's the difference? Did you sleep especially well or what was going on?
2: Um, I think the difference was that well, <clears throat> my work was stressful yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Today I I did actually finish stuff at work that had to be done for tomorrow morning unlike yesterday where I had to get up early and finish a bunch of stuff that had to be done this morning I think that's a difference so even though my work was stressful at the end of the day I feel like it like something's actually done and um I'm not like also panicked about how early I have to get up to finish things in the morning too so, there you go. Well, isn't that... It's sp- the little things.
0: Isn't that splendid? Alice, um, bad news from the mouth of the president. This is not good. ...stage, but that's enough, too. Look at the stage.
1: <laughs> but there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID, but...
0: Uh- I mean, that's an odd way to say that you have COVID, but apparently... He has COVID? uh, Well, apparently, the first lady's husband contracted COVID. (laughs)
1: Look at this room and what you you see.
0: Pardon? That's
1: right. She's fine. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) That's not together. The second lady...
0: The first gentleman. How about that? Anyway, stage, but... That's right. So, in other words, uh, Mr. Kamala Harris has COVID, and, um, and so far she's tested negative, but that uh, Biden got Wait, the...
2: Wait, so he doesn't have COVID? What, Biden? Yeah.
1: No, listen. Uh-huh. Stage,
0: but that's enough, too. Look at the stage.
1: <laughs> but there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID, but... Uh, Look at this room and
0: what you see. I get the feeling if the first lady's husband contracted COVID, he wouldn't be up there speaking to us. I get the feeling, but I'm not sure. Look at this room and what you see. Pardon? (laughs) That's right. She's fine. He's now pointing to Dr. Jill. He's still not getting how he's messed up.
1: (laughs) me. That's not together. The second lady, the first
0: gentleman. How about that?
2: Isn't it the second gentleman?
0: Anyway. Yeah, he still, still yeah. never
2: ends up on Jackson the right Buttigieg thing.
0: is going to be the first gentleman. <laughs> so there you go. Joe Biden announced that the first lady's husband has tested positive for COVID. But that's not actually, that's not actually true. It is Kamala Harris's husband who has tested positive for COVID.
2: I don't understand how since they like kiss in masks.
0: I don't get it. They did everything right they did everything right i don't understand so i'm assuming um uh you know obviously it must
2: have been bad people like let's us hope
0: it's, he gets better and um oh well obama has it too yeah he's a really good person he should not be getting him. so
2: he's a sophisticated vaccinated yes. crowd
0: absolutely and so here's my here's my thing i predict alice that of course joe biden's gonna get COVID. Of course, he, of course he is.
2: Everybody on planet Earth seems to be getting COVID, a, so I don't know why yes. it would not affect Biden. Uh,
0: yes, so it's going to happen, and um, I, I I don't want him to die, but imagine if he did. Can you imagine? I mean, it's, he it's, could die without
2: COVID, too. Yes. He's at death's door right now, as far as I can tell. He can't even string a sentence together. Well,
0: wouldn't it be interesting if he passed away?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we that would, would be an odd know, situation.
0: It would be, for the left, it would be a, a, an untenable amount of information to to have to process in a new way. And they would need, of course, first of all, they need to be blaming somebody. So, <laughs> second of all, there's no doubt that the condolence uh, press release from Trump would probably not go all the way. Third of all, so what do you do now? The left waits there. Is the left going to be okay with them moving Dr. Jill out of the White House within a few weeks? And then, of course, there's the issue of the new president.
2: <laughs> Who, <clears throat> Who is not ready for prime time.
0: Who at that point would be married to the first gentleman. Right. So I just think, I can't imagine the press and people on the left, how they would take that. How they would? They know that they're supposed to be, <coughs> other than the, the dying part, which of course is a. a when sad people part die, of life. it's obviously sad. Right. Yes. But that said, having Kamala now, maybe they transfer right to Kamala is being the first sworn in.
2: There's going to be a lot of historic.
0: Well, well, absolutely. Um, but that, but the the idea that we're just now turning the page, and then. I just think a lot of people would, would crack up over it. Would not.
2: If I were Biden, I just would not want to die now because, like, he would go down in history as the worst president of all time. He doesn't
0: have any idea what he's I mean, if ass. I
2: were Biden, I would he care. He has no
0: introspection. Else, <laughs> or else they, the administration would pivot on something. But they, but they don't.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. Moving it's- right along. Well, whoever is president next January had better be impeached before the end of the month. That's what I have to say.
0: Well, I don't think Kamala is impeachable. You can't be impeached for being stupid. She didn't do this stuff. Biden did as president.
2: Yeah, she did.
0: Okay. Alice? She
2: was claimed she was the last person in the room on Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. That's enough for me. Actually, really anything. Just pick something. And for laughing about refugees in Ukraine, I don't know.
0: You are a salty, i, I'm ready. I broad can't, today. I'm
2: concerned that our country cannot take another two and a half years of this.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm right there. I mean, I'm, like,
2: look how things are right now compared to how they were a year and a half ago. And, uh, I mean, I just don't think that this is, even with COVID happening under Trump, who didn't handle COVID well, this was... not this is not, like, it's about to be World War 3 We've abandoned Americans as we've exited multiple countries. We're not dealing with the fact that we have massive inflation. Gas prices are through the roof. Dictators are running amok. Like, there's... this. I don't see, like, how the country makes it through a full four years of this presidency. Biden or Harris.
0: Well, uh... We well, need to impeach well, right know, down the to, this,
2: like, to the Republican Speaker well, of the House, who at least can be a placeholder until we get somebody in there who can fix things, because this is not, a—I mean, the United States, as we know it, is not going to make it to 2024. That's just, I'm just being purely practical right now, like, we have to find a reason to impeach wow. somebody, we have to, and and they're giving us plenty, mm-hmm. both of them are. The, well, but Alice, what
0: about this? Mm-hmm. Biden dies it engenders huge sympathy and enthusiasm for the legacy of Biden and Kamala mm-hmm. and Republicans don't blow out the Democrats this summer and by that time because we're a country that binge watches probably the best Ted kind of thing you could do for the democratic party thing right now. that's out there at the, at that point then everybody says oh the gas prices are Putin's spike and I'm not afraid to pay a little bit more if it helps Zelensky hmm? And then, who knows? Who knows? All right, Alice, I need to run some some items by you. Okay, I'm ready. You're a, a lady who, uh, when we first met, you did a lot of bikini sunbathing by on my apartment roof.
2: That's okay, fine. I...
0: Um, my question- I'll let the narrative uh, question go. Question to you. hmm The U.S. Senate passed the sunshine- Why are you looking at your computer?
2: I'm listening. To I'm you. engaging
0: with you. So, what are you <laughs> doing now? While I'm, I'm allowed
2: asking- to look at the computer. No. Okay.
0: The Senate passes the Sunshine Protection Act by unanimous consent, making daylight saving time permanent. What all is this? Since what? Is this. What is this move? So that we don't have to change our clocks twice a year? So they stay where they are now? Yeah. And does that give us more daylight?
2: It doesn't. Nothing I that what you do with a clock changes the I, amount of daylight I, that there is.
0: I understand. Does it give us more daylight during waking hours?
2: It depends when you wake up and go
0: to sleep. You are a dickhead. <laughs>
2: I have no patience for daylight savings time. I think it's stupid. I don't care what time they pick. Just pick one and stick with it. It doesn't make any difference how much daylight you have. You can wake up at a different time. That's what I don't understand. They're like, well, if we kept daylight savings time year round, kids would wait at the bus stop in the dark. OK, so have school started a different time then? Like it, I don't know. There's the same amount of daylight either way. It doesn't affect the amount of daylight. When you change the time that it says on your clock, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, disagree all, right. all you want, but it doesn't change the amount of daylight.
0: All right, so then. And so- I
2: hate changing the clocks.
0: Okay. Well, you know what I use it for, right?
2: You remember to change your smoke alarm batteries?
0: I, I make sure there's fresh batteries every year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alice, are you ready? I'm ready. Next item. Parental consent, Connecticut mm-hmm. is looking to um, a new bill would require parental consent for kids to be 16 on social media. So the legislature's Children's Committee advanced the bill le- le- Tuesday afternoon requiring parental consent for kids under 16. Parents who object could ask for a social media platform to remove their kids' page. So in other words, you'd have to get parental consent to uh, to have your kids be on this social media if they're up to the age 16. Thoughts?
1: Um,
2: I guess I'm okay with that. I, ha- I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, I mean... Well, let's you- listen to the news wrap. Okay. They're glued to social media, and now some state lawmakers want to make it
1: harder for kids to sign up. News 12 connects John Craven shows us how. How young is too young to be on social media? I think 16 is an age where they should be allowed to go on social media. Federal law sets the sign-up age at 13, but Connecticut could go a step further, requiring parental consent until you're 16. Under this bill, parents could force a social media platform to remove their kids' pages. The app would have 10 days to comply. 32% 32% of girls who previously felt bad about their body felt worse after using Instagram. That's outrageous. But kids can get around age limits. A national poll found a third of children as young as seven use social media.
2: Is there an idea on how to make it more than just checking a box, I guess?
0: Great question. Thank you for, uh, for that. I, I,
1: um, I don't have an answer for that. What are parents to do? Dr. Vahid Bezadan with the University of New Haven says YouTube requires an official ID or parental consent. Software for your Wi-Fi router can also limit which sites your kids can access. And dozens of apps promise to police their phones. But such apps come with risks. These apps are essentially a spy What is typed on the phone, uh, the contacts
0: made uh, through the phone via phone or text messaging.
1: Some say if there's an app for that, kids will find a way to access it. I'm 22 and I know that, uh, you know, when I was a little bit younger. Uh, I definitely. This is
0: J.T. Spiro. Mm-hmm. He's from Stanford. He's outside a, a, a um, farm stand and he is wearing a mask. I'm not aware about some
1: things Some things that could be harmful To young users John Craven
2: So I have a few thoughts about this Having listened to the whole news wrap And kind of the justification and explanation of everything Um, First of all I mean I'm not a big fan of kids being on social media But I agree that like There's only so much you can do with technology And that you know You as a parent also have to be I mean, like, why should you have to take Facebook to court to get your 14-year-old's Facebook account taken down? Isn't that something you should be able to make happen in your house?
0: Well, because... um... (laughs) Don't you
2: walk your kid over to the computer and say, log into your Facebook account and now deactivate your account and goodbye Facebook account?
0: Well, right, but that doesn't put um, social media companies on the hook for the combined attorneys general who are going to sue the crap out of them. For the next Mm -hmm. foreseeable future.
2: Um, To, you know, get their own political careers going so they can run for higher office, of course. Um, Then my second thought that I have is that if you're going to go to all this trouble to keep kids from going on Instagram because it hurts their self-esteem. And to be clear, I think kids spending a lot of time on Instagram or anything like that is bad for them like just in general, but I think that you as a parent need to do something about it. The thing that I am concerned about that they don't seem to care to address is they're upset that all you have to do is check a box saying you're 13 years old to make a social media account, but they don't seem to be upset that all you have to do is check a box saying you're 18 to see every bit of porn that's ever been recorded on the history of the earth including like every crazy thing with animals and who knows what right like and all you have to do is say like yes i'm 18 and you can see anything that's on the internet unless your parents have taken like really pretty extreme steps to Mm -hmm. limit the content that's available on your devices right and you know i don't understand i mean like yeah in, kids being on social media all the time is bad for kids. It's bad for their mental health, it, et cetera, et cetera. All those things, right? How is kids seeing a ton of pornography not way worse? Why would that not be the first one you'd go for? And I would argue it's because Democrats like little children seeing pornography. They consider that like a fundamental human right. They would never tell kids not to I do I don't
0: know I don't know how democrats feel about the porn industry. I think they want them to see their pornography, read their books about mm-hmm. grooming, etc. ones that instructional. Yeah, I think they like the pornography in the people classroom, that are I don't already think they damaged. like it out, out in the internet. But I mean maybe it's...
2: That was one where like I really liked Andrew Yang because Andrew Yang one of his big things was that we need to have better technology to prevent kids from seeing porn.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because, you know, if if an, if a random adult, if I, you or I showed a kid that we didn't know pornography, we would rightfully go to jail. But a company can show kids porn for money all day long and not be in trouble, as long as they have a checkbox for somebody to check off that says, yes, I'm 18. And like, I really don't understand that. I don't understand that. And I don't understand why they're upset that somebody's making an Instagram account by checking off a checkbox saying they're 13, but they're not upset that people can see porn by checking off a checkbox. Like, so I just don't understand the the level of priority that this is getting. Like, social media is not more damaging than porn.
0: I think in particular, this is this is focused on protecting teenage girls.
2: Yeah, I would argue that that's probably true. Although boys get bullied more online than
0: girls do. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it depends on who you're bullied. I mean, I mean, boys generally, just culturally, boys give each other...
2: Well, right, because you're playing, like, online games with other boys, mm-hmm. and they're calling you names that you have to look up on Urban Dictionary to even know what they're saying about you.
0: Right, but culturally, still, in this country, women, one, are the fairer sex, two, they are encouraged to be perfect in every single way that way, you know, when I was a kid, you know, teenage girls would have huge thick magazines on foundation and everything else that would have, you know, and now I'm sure they just go to websites, et cetera, and try to oh, look yeah. perfect. And look at
2: Instagram and they see right. images of the Kardashians mm-hmm. looking like weird, creepy dolls with every feature airbrushed or surgery off of them that could possibly distinguish them mm-hmm. You know, from a cartoon, and and they think that that's like how they need to look, or they're ugly or fat or whatever.
0: Right. I, I mean, yeah, I think they have. I think that's one of the problems. I think it's t- t- tough enough to be a a, a girl, especially since I, I don't know if it's changed. Maybe it has. Maybe boys are nicer. But boys, when I was a teenager, were brutal to girls. Yeah, brutal, especially if they if they were imperfect whatsoever. Like when the J Lo, uh, you know. Large rear end revolution came in. I like me and my friends comp- who were in our early 20s at the time were like, What is this nonsense? We have been railing against fat asses here for years. You have to be, you know, look like Kathy Ireland. It's just how it was. Um, and and, and of course, she's she and Carter, whatever, have changed all that, and, and curves are more, are more of a thing, but they're also still really beautiful people. So I think that it's. It's a crazy time to be a human being as a teenager. I think it's just crazy to be a girl having this beauty standard stuff, especially if that's, if you're whole, I mean, you know, if you've got a tight-knit family and you're, you're family-centric and maybe even religious-centric and you're, you've got a, a value system that's rock solid, I think there's a bit easier defense against this stuff right? because right. your uh, somebody... validation and your does not come from likes on Instagram from mm-hmm. your fake a duck-faced selfie picture. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's funny you say that cuz I know somebody who's religious who has a bunch of kids, six of them who are they're now older, but they're all like very wholesome mm-hmm. kids. And I asked her one time like how are all your kids like so wholesome and good and like don't do anything bad? And she said, "You know, I just try and fill up their lives with so much Good stuff that they don't have room for anything that's bad, mm-hmm. and I think there's like a lot of truth and power to that as a concept.
0: Right. right, right. You know, I can certainly see that, and I think I know the same people we we mm-hmm. who we at one point lived in proximity of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that is a very good testament to those people. They all did sports. They were all really tall. They were second generation or first generation. Americans, I think.
2: The dad was born. Was he? Overseas. And the mom yes. mom lit, grew up in Chicago.
0: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's interesting because that's a very handsome family. Mm-hmm. The whole family's good looking. Yeah. So uh, I wonder if that would matter. I guess it's, maybe that's the point, is that that's not where the value system is for the family. Right. It just so happens that they, that they are. Eligible anyway, but yeah, no, I think the danger is living online or having your validation online. I can't imagine that. I mean, uh, uh.
2: Right, but you need to have stuff that's good in your life outside yes. of that, which is like why what we did to kids during the pandemic was so, so damaging, right? It's because we told all these kids, like, don't go out in person. We're taking down your basketball hoops outside. We're putting caution tape around the playgrounds. We're keeping you all from seeing your friends for literally, in some cases, years in some parts of the country. Kids did not go back to school for over a year. And it's just to take all that away from kids and then force them to live out their lives in this online, toxic, fake environment for, like, major formative years of their lives. Right. It's incredibly psychologically damaging. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, like, make some case. I, I, I mean, You know, people love to say kids are resilient, and it's true, right? Like, I think that this is a fixable problem. I Mm. think that parents can fix this. I think that society can fix this. But I I think it's inexcusable what we did to kids for no reason whatsoever. Like, we know this Mm. online stuff is damaging. We know that real relationships with flesh-and-blood people in real life are much more fulfilling and much more psychologically healthy than online relationships. Like, this is not... It's not Zoom class is not a replacement, right? It it doesn't have the same psychological impact on you to see somebody on Zoom that it does to see them in person. You know, right. it's and and what I, I mean, it's rich coming from Democrats that they're now on this like social media is so bad kick after they spent the last couple years forcing everybody's lives entirely into the metaverse and onto computers.
0: Right. Right. No, I completely agree. And I think that for instance that's one of the reasons why this trip for us has been good even though I don't know if it's been especially pleasurable for day to day. You and I it's not easy to do a show here. It's not easy to do a podca- uh, podcast really here. I mean it's, it's, it's I'm not complaining. It's lovely, but the the fact is that we are when we were up here, we've got my brother and my cousin. We had we had man to man defense. On kids. So when you were out of the picture, they still could take care of the kids. And they did board games and outside crazy sledding stuff down Mm -hmm. steep hills with big...
2: Where people almost died.
0: Right, right. My son sledded into a tree at some point. And they did all sorts of stuff. They really lived outdoor lives here for the last three Mm -hmm. three weeks. And I think that's hugely important.
2: Hugely important. I agree.
0: Yes. To have that, that. I think that there's almost nothing that you can do online that can create a confidence in you that um, translates into the real world Mm -hmm. at all. There's nothing. It doesn't matter if you get the high score on Minecraft. If you walk out, you're still intellectually and emotionally equipped on the same level. Going out and doing stuff, and stuff that especially James did since he's been here the whole time, Mm -hmm. some extreme shoveling, say the least, and some other stuff that's real stuff out there doing real stuff using physicality problem solving with board games playing against older people like he was etc those are all things that translate into a a an increased and widened uh more robust skill set outside and it's just good for you it's good for you to know how to do stuff and right
2: and it feels good Making yourself physically tired at the end of the day yes. and doing physical things in the real world that have a real impact, painting a room mm-hmm. or, you know, it, tiling, retiling your bathroom or something. Like, it feels good, psychologically good to you in a way that, like, you know, doing something in Roblox does not... Right. It doesn't scratch the same edge at all for you, you know?
0: Yeah. No. No, no, totally. And, I, and that's why... And also, you know, I'm going to, this is my position on this, largely um, influenced by you, is I don't think I want this legislation. Obviously, it's a shakedown by the AGs. That's fine. Right. But also, I don't think anything should be done to encourage parents to be less vigilant about their kids. I think parents have to know that nothing's going to save your kids from the Internet except for them.
2: Right. And like I say, like, if it gets to the point where you're having to go to court to get rid of your kid's Facebook account, if it's harming them somehow, then you're not in control of your own home life anyway. Right. Like, if you have a 14-year-old that you don't have enough control over in the world to get them to delete their Facebook account, then, like, you know, you're already off the rails of having enough influence in your kid's life. Right. Right, like, that's not even a question to me. Like, I don't, I don't under, and we have younger kids, obviously, mm-hmm. so we haven't faced those particular demons, so, you know, in some No, but we in know what it's like,
0: we know what it's like to fall on our face for a week, to, to have a sucky week, where the kids, uh, where we've been too busy, to effectively steward the kids, like school-wise, or project-wise, or work-wise, or house cleaning-wise, etc.
2: Right. No, that's true. But I, I do think that I'm falling a little bit into the category of like being an expert at parenting teenagers when I've never been a parent of a teenager. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think that like the the it shouldn't be getting to the point of like needing a law to make your kid's Facebook account account go away because the, like hopefully you have enough of a relationship with your kid and enough knowledge of their life and influence over them that you know that's something you can talk about and work out with them without needing to like take facebook to court to delete the account right like i mean that just seems crazy to me that that we would need that as a society
0: all right alice we're gonna this is a new subject Are you ready okay. don't look at your computer every time i say a new subject
2: I'm allowed to look you... at my computer. No. Well, you might ask me to fill, so I have to be ready I with have... something. Things could happen no, anytime. Fill is here.
0: top of mind, Dallas. I have <sighs> possession of you. So,
1: all
0: right. Theater goer walked out of Rent because the show was about gays. So apparently, this guy was seeing a the, the theater, the play Rent, mm-hmm. and this is in probably room. This is such as a a. a Clicky, spammy article that the the meat is way down, and you think mm-hmm. even though it's in Newsweek. Uh, all the casts and the productions y- da, 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 as a theater company we purposely chose, chose chose Rent to give a voice to the LGBT community. A statement from Rent about a horrible incident during our Mat- Anthony performance. I didn't know it was a horrible incident. Bite my thumb. Would like to address an incident that occurred in our Saturday twelfth performance of Jonathan Larson's Rent at the Carriage Work Theater in Leeds. That's in England, I guess. After a storming performance of Today for You, Tomorrow for Me, a single audience member picked up their coat, rose from their chair, and left the auditorium. On exiting, the individual turned to a member of the front of the house team and declared, I didn't realize the show was about gays. Um, all of the cast... I haven't seen this part before. This is the tweet from the thing. All of the cast, creatives... And backstage crew of the production were utterly disgusted to hear about this display of small-minded ignorance. All of the cast, creatives, and backstage crew—I am utterly disgusted. I am utterly disgusted. <laughs> as a theater, company... why do they care if somebody left? <clears throat> as a theater company, it's why they leave. Uh, we chose Rent to give a voice to the LGBTQ plus community. They didn't have that in 1995. Wait, by the way, did they That's include the record the, show? Hold on, I'll I'll, I'll, hold, hold, step on, don't step on. Okay. They didn't have LGBTQ plus in 1995. Okay.
2: Okay. Did they have two IAS? Because no. they forgot the two, or sorry, two was it, SIA? Was that the two spirits? Two spirit, intersex, and asexual.
0: Um, it's a, in a bid to take a single individual's hate and create something positive from it. Uh, the theater will be taking a percentage of that performance, box office, uh, LGBTQ plus charity that will be decided...
2: Wait, did this even happen? Because now I'm beginning to wonder if this even happened, that this person walked out of the show.
0: It makes for a great press release for them. Wow, they're making something special, a positive out of it.
2: It sounds to me like somebody just didn't like the show and left, but I don't know how you don't know that musical theater in general and Rent in particular is full of gays, but... I
0: I don't know that there's too many gays in musical theater, Alice. I would be Hmm. a little bit surprised. I tell you, if I went to performance and sniff that out i would walk right out um, i'd like my money back sir
2: <laughs> i mean but so i mean starting obviously to think i don't know this, how this, that, this, that this
0: rendition of la cage fall uh has a certain tilt to it and i'm not sure i like it so much
2: must be the wokeness creeping in um but like I don't know how you don't know that going in, but okay, so you didn't know that going in somehow and it sounds like a person just left who didn't like the show, which is like allowed. Isn't it allowed?
0: <clears throat> Did he think it was I about mean, it like a it used to be
2: allowed too not he... to like the red panda movie too.
0: Did he think it was about a landlord's journey or something? <laughs> huh, sounds interesting. How do you collect rent? What <laughs> what constitutes untimely? What are reasonable rents? I'd like to see a performance on that. <laughs> Wait a second. That lady's a fella. Well, there you go. I'll be talking about that tomorrow. I didn't know that it was that good. Which brings me Alice, to entry-level slacking creep. Have you heard of missile uh, missile creep? Mission creep?
2: Yes, I've heard of mission creep.
0: Entry-level slacking creep. It's something that happens when you've got an entry-level job and you've had it for too long and you get bored by your job, so you just get more extreme. So, for instance, I'm going to take you down to... I should. We should. I should put a picture of locals up when I. There's pictures that a friend of mine on Facebook sent me from 1995. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put a picture up of Tom Shattuck with my Marriott blue valet shirt on. Did you see those pictures?
2: Is this the ones I posted the other day?
0: Oh, did you post them?
2: No, like a while ago from your old boss. Yeah. And I said, love this guy because you were cute.
0: Yeah, Isn't but it? you posted them.
2: I posted one on Twitter.
0: Okay, well, seriously, I'll post them again. You would have seen a. Handsome young Tom Shattuck, a brief window of handsomeness, mm-hmm. 1995. Um, hanging out in the hotel lobby, I was a I was a valet waiting to valet a car. So when somebody says they need a car, the room they call down and say, "Mr. Adler needs his car." And you, uh, I forgot how we categorize it, but mm-hmm. all the keys are hanging on a hook. So you you go to the key thing on a hook mm-hmm. and then grab the key, run through the parking lot. Which was great. I liked. I loved the sprinting that I did back then because I sweated, 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 sweated. Sweated. Anyway, mm-hmm. a lot, and uh, and I lost a lot of weight. It was great. So anyway, and I you run and you grab the car, you put the key card into the thing to get out of this locked area of the garage. Yeah. And then you drive around, etc. So after a while, um, after a while, you get bored. So after a while, and sometimes in Cambridge, sometimes I'd be in traffic or this or that. But there was a time when everybody, you you get bored and you get audacious. Yeah. And so, can I help you? What are you looking at? You get
2: bored and you get audacious. Okay, yes. I'm
0: talking over here. (laughs) Get bored and audacious. It's a lot of work. It's not. You just have to look at the person who's talking. (laughs) So... So Most I,
2: people uh, are listening to audio only, so they can't see if I'm looking at you or not. So just pretend I'm looking well, at I'm you. Well, I'm trying
0: to actually have a conversation with a human being. Else. Okay. Jesus. Vacuous yacht <laughs> bunny. What? I'm going to look at myself for a second. I'm, oh, my God. I look good in this.
2: That's not what I'm, I'm looking go. at. I'm looking at show topics. I look hot.
0: Okay. <laughs> So anyway, after a while, you get so bored. First thing that we that I did as a valley, and all of us did, eventually, you get it's driving these Altimas or whatever they are around the garage. After a while, you say, F it, and you start to fly, gun it, through the garage, you know, in case you get bored, why not? We used to have a security guy yell at us all the time. But I didn't care, and I'd get out into into Cambridge Street or wherever it was or Mass Avenue and fly. And was, but the other thing was that, remember, you're valleying. It's 100 cars a day or whatever it is. You're grabbing the cars. You're getting everybody at that time had the Rent soundtrack on CD.
2: 5020 Exactly. men. So what I would do is, is if, have if anybody,
0: off. I could, it could reliably be counted on that the Rent soundtrack was in there somewhere, <laughs> and so I would just change the song to go to, over to that. To, mm-hmm. to the Rent. Now, if I saw that they had the Rent CD, and it wasn't, was in, this
2: the era of everybody having CD changers in their car?
0: This is right at the beginning. I would, I would um, put the rent CD in, <laughs> and go to that song, which I loved. I thought it was cool. So you would. Flip I didn't know. It was, their, I like, didn't know it was a gay CDs. thing, of course. By the way,
2: <laughs> you're a musical so, theater guy.
0: So here's the other thing: mm-hmm. is that, or I would go and and um, or just change the radio station, because I was a talk radio guy. So if they had music on in some rental car and they didn't have a CD, I'd be like, screw this. I will just put out the radio. And after a while, you'd, you'd stop even I, you don't even think it's wrong. Turn it back. I just gave them the car with my station. You know? Mm-hmm. I'd obviously tampered with the station. taken you taking liberties, put their rent CD in or whatever. <laughs> and people generally don't know what to say when you do that. But that's what's called entry-level job creep mm-hmm. when you start taking liberties. And then we started to just use the rental cars to go get beer. So we take the rental cars. That that people had. They we know they check in at 6 p.m., whatever, and they had uh, the rental cars. that we had to we worked to eleven, so we needed to somebody to do a beer run. So we'd they go in, they'd get brought up to the stairs by a bellman, and we take the car and over the Longfellow Bridge, go to the packy in Boston, <laughs> and then turn around. Um and then um there was one time where somebody did somebody a solid one of our valets, and this is like it becomes Lord of the Flies. One of us, somebody needed a ride somewhere in some ride program, some shuttle didn't show up or whatever. So the guy, the valet took the rental car, found a rental car down in the where the cars are, mm-hmm. said, okay, don't worry, we'll give you a ride. Probably it was a bellman or something who thought, okay, this guy will take care of me if he sees him going above and beyond. He goes away with the car. Then the guy hands the val- guy came down with a valet ticket for a car.
2: That was not there.
0: The car was not there. Exactly. And now there's no. Could
2: you just take a really long time getting it?
0: Well, you could, but. And we've also had the. But. Businessmen, especially. Mm-hmm. Do, do, Smell do a rat. Do not think it's kosher that you've distributed your car, that you've got free <laughs> range with their cars.
2: Well, it's technically not kosher. I no, believe.
0: it's not kosher. Not kosher. So the, uh, that happened one time. And another time. We had a couple times where the valet, idiot valet, and there's somebody who I'm thinking of right now, if you worked at the Marriott with me in 1995, you would have known who I meant, would just give away the wrong car. (laughs) "Eh, Here you go. (laughs) So the car was... (laughs) It's a tough thing. And so that guy who sent me those pictures, great.
2: So wait, but if you you were the person who received the wrong car and it was a better car than yours, would you say anything?
0: You know... Well, these are generally, If they handed these, the, the,
2: you the key to somebody's Escalade it, and we're like, here you are, Thomas, here's your oh, th- Mr. Shattuck, yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I would smell <laughs> a rat, Alice, I wouldn't do it for moral reasons, <laughs> but generally this was, at the time, everybody was getting renting Altimas, Altimas were like the flagship. I do car. like Altimas. Altimas and Ford Tauruses and, or were the two, so they all looked the same, they all looked the same kind out of Logan, so, so a lot of times the guy would bring you the car, it's like, this is the car, it looks familiar, so they just absolutely just take them. Um, so that was also, uh, could be a problem and it's very businessmen do not think it's humorous.
2: <laughs> you've given somebody else right. their car.
0: They think that there's, that you've got to have a lot of nerve or especially that you're using their car, which is why we have to thank Greg Scott again. Who's the guy who sent me the pictures, who was my boss at the time, because when we give away a car to some of the <laughs> wrong person, as it made its way to Tallahassee, whatever, <laughs> He'd have to explain why this was <laughs> <laughs> why this was forgivable. So anyway, that's my shout-out. Maybe out.
2: the business had insurance to cover eventualities like that. I don't do you, know. Do
0: you want to opt for the gross and competent valet insurance? It's a few more dollars, but we really <laughs> recommend it. So there's that. Next item, Alice. You ready? I'm ready.
2: So ready, honey.
0: But that's <sighs> you got to look out because, like, You know, people who work at Domino's. When I worked at White Hen Pantry in Winchester, there was a guy who immediately grew very comfortable just working there. And first of all, he'd steal everything. He worked there, so he'd steal everything during the night shift or the overnight shift. And then he started to use the coffee burners. See, we had coffee burners, Mm -hmm. the bun coffee machine burners. He would use those. He'd get rid of the coffee craft. He would put butter on the burner, grab hot dogs from the cooler, (coughs) In fry hot dogs and coffee <laughs> burger <laughs>
2: um, I do think too that this problem has proliferated since the pandemic because there is such a because the job market is so weird, particularly in these types of jobs, like where there's low supervision and a lot of opportunity to screw around. Um, and, like restaurants, hotel. Like, yeah, I but, mean, Alice, this but is... the wages have gone so wonky, and like they're so desperate to hire people that they're hiring a, a lot of people who like couldn't give enough. Really? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, really. I get
0: that. But this was 1995, and I'm talking. No, about-
2: No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, I I think that that problem is probably worse than ever. Frankly,
0: I, well, as long as it's, I think that mass incompetence, stupidity, and um, law breaking, probably. But for here's another one. Here's okay. another one. In in nineteen ninety-three and four, I worked at the Senesta $491, 3600 dollars You know the Senesta Hotel in bought in Cambridge? Mm-hmm. And Jimmy worked there too. He worked there before. It doesn't matter. I worked across <laughs>
2: the street from it for a while.
0: Right. So one of the big bars downstairs, I forgot what it was called. The bar it was anyway, they had a big bar downstairs. It was a great and fun bar downstairs. Um would be all the all the taps for the beers were one floor below. So what they would have to do at the end of the night, since the next day they couldn't give out beer that's in the line, was dirty beer.
2: They had to empty all the taps. They
0: had to drain the taps. So the bar closes at midnight or one or two. How do the...
2: (laughs) How do the taps... Where does the beer go? Exactly.
0: (laughs) And then slowly... You know, we. Slowly,
2: you don't forget to turn off the upstairs before you start emptying the so, downstairs. So, this is the mm-hmm.
0: the restaurant in the hotel. So, now as long as you can uh, corrupt the security guy, which he was wholly corruptible, it was my friend Liddy. Once he's down, there's no eye in the sky now. Everything's good. So, you have the security guy.
2: Was there not like an inventory of the amount of beer gone through?
0: Um, I don't think so. I know that the taps had to be drained. So they drained drain the taps and all the people <laughs> who would know the night auditor would come over and they would have their own society at night in the bar, um, just running the thing and draining the taps. <laughs> And and also the security guard would, and all of the security people would. of course. Everybody
2: got to help during the taps. Everybody got to help drain the taps,
0: me. and then they would stumble upstairs to, uh, to the the walk-in cooler in the kitchen, and out come the cold cuts, and up goes the fryer, and
2: you had to drain the fryer taps too. Yeah, we had to
0: drain the, drain the fryer taps absolutely, and the
2: refrigerator trap t- taps, and yeah, yeah, okay.
0: All right, next item. Next item. You ready? Mm-hmm. you want to look at your computer for a little bit
2: before we get yeah. into it? I'll go ahead and look at my computer. Why not? Let's
0: look at my computer just in case.
2: I do like to look at my computer. <clears throat>
0: um, uh, let's see. Uh, it, uh, um, did you send that Alexander to Chulupa thing saying Tucker Carlson needs to be tried at the Hague as a disinformation yes. agent?
2: Yes, I did send you that.
0: Okay. Uh, Carlson is a war criminal. <laughs> Aiding and abetting a hostile enemy of the United States. You're allowed to say your opinion in this country about other countries. That's
2: an attorney, by the way, That's with great. hundreds of thousands of followers.
0: That's great.
2: Thinks that Tucker Carlson needs to be tried at The Hague. <clears throat>
0: um. Oh, did you see the the line about you? Somebody suggesting, after I, t- I tweeted out the... Dick Van Dyke article that it says Dick Van Dyke, in 96 feared fans would think his wife 50 was a gold digger Fatness Neverlean whose Mm -hmm. pronouns are thick juicy uh, says this is how I feel about the A-train hope there's an airtight prenup (coughs) T-bone to me
2: Uh, Fatness has said stuff like that before
0: well I hope there is too On I don't feel very (laughs) secure in all this stuff so we didn't really talk about Ukraine, but that's fine because uh, it's the same old same old. I mean,
2: but wait, I want to go okay. back to that for a second to the uh, like Dick Van Dyke gold digger thing because obviously you're in love with uh, like I don't understand. It's not just being a gold digger who wouldn't be in love with Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm.
0: I completely I agree. I think with you. they're really I, in
2: love. I think they're really a couple. Everyone would love to be married people, to Dick Van Dyke. People
0: are so. Dick Van
2: Dyke is awesome.
0: People are so they imagine like he she can't really be in love with him she'd more likely be in love with me because of all that i have people are petty that way but no i also think melania trump loves donald trump i think 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 she she saw him and she said she comes from a hellhole country kazakhstan whatever and i think that she said she was somebody who got her ticket to come to the u.s
2: that's not strictly true isn't she from like slovenia yeah. So. Okay. That's not a hellhole country.
0: Yes, it sounds like it is.
2: Um, second world. Let's go with okay, second okay. world.
0: Okay. I think Trump would have a different word for it, but fine. <laughs> but anyway, and I think she saw him and thought, "This is the kind of guy I want to be with. He's indefatigable. He, he he's probably
2: f- funny as heck.
0: Absolutely. He's a fun hang. You never know what's going to happen when you're around him. My God, she was just living in Washington D.C. for four years. Because this guy had pulled off the impossible against the biggest American political dynasty in the last 50 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and he's, you know, there's plenty to like about the guy. I, I think I generally agree with you. Like Ed, um, uh, Ed, Ed McMahon, he had a much younger wife, too. And people are like, oh, no, there's no way she really loves him. I'm sorry. But there are some exceptions. I think. Well,
2: the- I mean, I, I okay. think that certainly, I think that money helps. Like yes. women like to be with people who well, are financially like a, stable. But who's that
0: like... buxom blonde who was with the Texas oil man?
2: Oh, I know who you mean. Um, yeah,
0: I mean he was like, was it Nicole? Or he something? was or... pretty. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty much dead in a wheelchair. Well,
2: yeah, with... that's like a gold digger. I don't fully right, understand but I, but that. But also,
0: and also, I actually have no problem with that. If he wants to hang around with a big busted blonde woman and she sees it's advantageous for her, then, hey, what is he going to do? Take the money with him when he goes to to wherever he goes? Where (laughs) people go? All right, we good? Are you going to... Would you like to... Say more. You've been looking at your computer a lot, so I know that you've
2: got... I'm not looking at my computer. I'm talking to you. But this is the problem, is that if I say something, I'm the step-on wife. But if I don't sit at rapt attention, hanging on to your every word, then I'm also causing a problem in the show. So it's like, I'm not allowed to talk back to you and respond to what you say, but...
0: No, you're allowed to talk back, but you're the step-on wife, you know?
2: (laughs) You just want... An audience member for the podcast to sit here and absorb all the stuff you're saying so you can see how it's coming across. You don't want a co-host. You just want an especially attentive audience in the room with you so you can see how it's going as you perform for me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But you are storming out of the musical uh, (laughs) because it's suddenly gay because you're bored with what I'm saying. And all of us were absolutely appalled at, uh, at what you did. Can I play the song now?
2: You can play the song. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We are also at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links there to like, all the different podcast apps if you like to listen on there. We're also on YouTube. We're on Rumble uh, if you like to watch the videos of Tom yelling at me. Uh, and you can email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com.